And hello, and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet the show that has taken no time off during this pandemic outbreak, because god dang it, we're professionals, and that's what you do the show. The show must go on no matter what. I, uh, I will freely admit, though, Matt, I did have, like, a major bummer moment today when someone told me, like, hey, you know, uh, what are you, you, you gonna do anything interesting for the Victoria Long Weekend? And I'm like, Victoria Long Weekend? Yeah, this Monday is like a holiday Monday, or it would have been. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck off. And then I got really sad, because I'm like, oh, yeah, long weekends and holidays have no meaning anymore. Yeah, no, yeah, it, they just keep come and go. We had our um, Anzac Day, uh, like, Veterans Day sort mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago and it was like yeah that came and went usually that's like a big thing here but yeah couldn't really do much it, it made me extra sad too because it reminded me that like the only other holiday we've had like kind of since then was like uh what was it like easter when uh, again i couldn't get together with my family and we couldn't have a turkey and i'm like oh boo oh no that reminded me of the other thing i couldn't do fuck i hope this doesn't keep going and then i'm like oh summer's coming up oh my birthday's in summertime oh no <laughs> so yeah i had to I had to fight through that i had a few minutes of existential dread this week as that one washed over me where i'm like oh no nothing matters anymore <laughs> nothing matters and i can't even you know uh as we were talking beforehand, uh, Amazon is slow as shit, so I can't even, like, you know, indulge in my other bad habit that's not overeating that is online shopping. Yeah, well, as you say, as I was saying before as well, like, it's slow for you, but not for me. For me, they, they say that, like, it might be slow, but things I've ordered from there have come within the week. That's crazy. I ordered some, like, uh, bandanas to make masks in April, and they haven't showed up yet. They said they might show up at the end of the month, but we'll see about that. Luckily, <laughs> I got my hands on some medical masks uh, beforehand, uh, so it doesn't really matter. But still, it's like, hey, man, I ordered those, and you're damn right I'm going to be wearing them. I'm just going to be that bandana guy in my house now. <laughs> yeah, just not, to, it's just not even for going out of the shops. It's just for wearing around the house. <laughs> Just wearing around, because again, because I can't cut my freaking hair anytime soon. The last time I did it, I almost really butchered it up. So, you know, I'm just going to cover my freaking hair now so no one has to see it. I'm, li- I'm lucky my sister's a hairdresser. And she oh, oh lucky, lu- lucky, lucky you, man. I Again, too, I was even looking at the stuff online there where, again, where it's like, okay, you got the heated beard combs. And then you got, like, the level for your hair. Like, you put it here, and then, like, it's perfectly idiot-proof, so you can't fuck it up. But I'm like, I think I might need that. <laughs> I'm really going to need that. I'm really going to need to learn to master some new skills during all this. Yeah, well, you've got the time, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, man. But uh, beyond that, how's uh, how's your week been? Pretty good, pretty good. I've I've been uh, powering through some old comic reviews I've got. I've been nice playing a bunch of video games. I just re- I just recently bought Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey because oh, they were insanely cheap on the PlayStation I, Store. I never finished Odyssey. I fi- I played a fir- or not Odyssey uh, Origins. I never finished Origins, but I kept meaning to go back to it because obviously we got that new Assassin's Creed Valhalla that actually looks fairly fun. Yeah, uh, well, it's being made by the same people that made origins and origins i out of origins and odyssey i prefer origins just because that's what i the, heard the world yeah. feels slightly smaller but like populated more there's little heaps of yeah, stuff yeah. to do whereas in odyssey it's just way too big mm, definitely uh thank you uh ultimate dark slayer there for the cheers much uh, most appreciated i again i i, I again my, my gaming has dropped off too I, it's because you know i'm staying up stupid late my sleep schedule has been destroyed like the sun has been rising the last couple of weeks where i've been falling asleep i sleep until noon 
so I haven't been able to get my time in on Animal Crossing. I still never beat a RE2 remake, even though I had actually made it uh, fairly far into it. Oh, really? Yeah. Again, I keep meaning to go back to it, but I'm just like, Ugh, the world's scary enough. I don't need to be reminded of a of a quarantine plague in a video game. This this was a poor choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 I've, I've seen a lot of people... Um say the opposite whereas like since there's this big pandemic they've been going back playing through like the resident evil games days gone last of us games that uh, are like have a pandemic in them i i guess because it's a thing you can handle huh it's a thing we can all defeat unlike in this real world one where we can't yeah yeah <laughs> also is it, I, i'm looking right now is assassin's creed odyssey still on sale because uh i've played all of them and that's the only one i haven't played if it's on sale hey, i will probably buy I know it for me it was that i got the gold edition which comes with assassin's nice. creed 3 and liberation remastered as oh well. cool so it's like really good bang for your buck yeah that is good i never oh, they, you know i actually yeah i played a little of liberation i uh yeah uh Man, the Assassin's Creed series has been going on for so fucking long. Now I'm trying to think. And I'm like, yeah, I've I've played every one, right? I'm pretty sure I played every one. I I haven't played like one properly since since Black Flag, and so like mm. going back through like Origin stuff, it's like a completely different game. Oh yeah, oh absolutely, they completely pivoted with that franchise. What's what's the one that's not Black Flag? Rogue. Rogue. I Rogue, still think yeah. is probably my favorite. The one where you get to play essentially as a templar although mm -hmm. it takes to like the halfway point to actually get there rogue rogue i enjoy because it's the one in the series that says actually the assassins aren't shit and we're going to explain why <laughs> yeah it, yeah they kind of went when a bit overboard i think with the whole first it was just assassins and templars then there's like weird alien space people that came before yep. Earth people and oh, now yeah. there's like weird shit in like these new games where you fight like medusa and there's atlantis <laughs> and all this other yeah, stuff some so magic was real the the thing that got me is that when like the assassin's creed game when they dropped the whole desmond framing device mm -hmm. and went super fucking meta to where it's like okay well how do we get into these games now well you are a nameless faceless employee of an ubisoft like company <laughs> who hops in and plays these i think in origins origins and odyssey you're the like the 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 modern person you are is the same person that's this woman named lila or layla and i think right, i think yeah. i think origins odyssey and valhalla are like a like a like a uh, trilogy or like a loose trilogy with her character but she's barely in the fucking game <laughs> right because yeah because i remember like black flag rogue and i think another one all together make up like the evil ubisoft trilogy where <laughs> at the end of it you find out that ubisoft is actually modern day templars and i'm like really they cast <laughs> themselves as the villains of the series <laughs> But but are we really the villains? Because by the time you play Rogue, they do such a good job sympathizing the Templars. They're like, uh, did these guys completely pivot? And how do they think the Templars <laughs> are the good guys? <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's Assassin's Creed, everyone. Uh, I'm excited to play a Viking and do Viking shit. There's not near enough fun Viking games. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised it was Viking. I was sure we were going to get like like a follow up to like Odyssey or something. But it's yeah. cool, like they're pivoting to something a bit more like in the Dark Ages and stuff. I mean, I'm sure it had nothing to do with the fact that, you know, God of War was Viking-inspired yeah. and made, like, all the money. And I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that there's, like, four wildly popular Viking TV shows on right now. Yeah, I, and, I, and I'm absolutely sure because, like, Marvel has made Thor so popular, we're going to yeah, be yeah, fighting yeah. Thor. <laughs> oh, of course. 
Here's the thing that gets me. There's so many Viking shows on TV, and I haven't watched any of them. Yeah. And I and I literally don't even know where I'm like, okay, what's what's the good Viking show? What's the one I need to watch now? Is it Vikings? Is it The Last Kingdom? Is it Vinland Saga? I'm waiting for English for that. Which which is the good one here? It feels like there's so many goddamn Viking shows. Having only watched Vikings, I would say watch Vikings. That one's really good. All right. I know that one's still going. And it's like, well, wait, aren't they going to run out of actual history to adapt soon enough? It's still going, and it does something really interesting with the main character of the first season, which you don't really see coming. And they reframe the whole series, and it's it it's actually gets really refreshing after a while, because you think it's going to be the same thing every season, but it mm. isn't. Huh. Interesting. Well, that's cool. I might check that out while I try and work my way through a ton of other shit. But uh, yes, everyone, we are a comic book and entertainment show, and believe it or not, we actually have comic book and entertainment news. We do. All right, what do we got going on here this week? Let me uh, let me check the thing that I put together. So, uh, some interesting news coming out of DC Comics this week. Actually, not not of new series that have been announced. Uh, you know, because of the quarantine and because of no new comics on the shelf. Actually, quite the opposite of series that are going to be coming to an end very soon. In very strange ways. Well, one, the, yes. the first one we're going to talk about is has been a long time coming since the writer has been building to it, but the other ones are just kind of like, kind of out of left field a little bit. Yeah, most definitely. The first one and probably the most impactful one is that Joshua Williamson is going to be wrapping up his Flash run, like uh, after 100 issues, after the end of the finish line story arc, which in doing so means that he will be the last writer of the DC Rebirth era to actually hit 100 issues, to actually be on the book that long, and to actually, more importantly, finish the book on his own terms. He said that, you know, this was always the ending he wanted, and he always wanted to finish it after 100. And I'm glad he got that. Well, in mm-hmm. saying that, but in saying that, it looks like DC editorial doesn't particularly care about the flash book like they just allow him to just really do anything i've never never read an issue that felt like "Mm, this felt like it had the hands of dc editorial on it never felt that way i mean the flash book in general and especially williamson's run is like wow you you flew under the radar for a hundred issues they give so little of a shit about the flash you were basically free to do some awesome transcendent work weren't you and that's the thing as i've said previous times on the show the book has had huge impacts on the dc universe but just it goes largely unnoticed by other writers and other like no one ever like mentions the stuff's like hey remember when the flash broke speed force so now time travel cannot exist anymore remember you know how you know reverse flash is tied in intrinsically with the the, uh dr manhattan and all of that None, none of that's mentioned no, again, like sometimes writers like Scott Snyder would like throw him a bone mm-hmm. and be like, okay, hey, you know, we'll use, you know, some of your different forces you've created here in this series, but that's about it. That was a shame that no one ever actually used those forces because they were really damn cool. Yeah. And then we'll also use Wally West, but we won't do anything good with him. And in fact, hey, Josh, you will have to clean up the messes we make with this character all the goddamn time. And he, he does a very good job of that. Again, time and time again, it's like, why didn't you just let Joshua Williamson write the Wally stuff? He clearly seemed to care, and he clearly seemed to be, you know, doing something with the Flash family. Yeah, but fuck him. That's why. Well, apparently this finish line story and the stuff before it, like the Legion of Zoom and all of that, will feature Wally as well. Well, that's good. Yeah. 
I hope they finally work it together. I mean, shit, too. Williamson did so much good work that the Flash television show ended up picking up on stuff he was laying down for their last season because they had already used everything else. Oh, we'll have some of that black hole. We'll have some of this Godspeed. We'll have some of this blood work. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, all, all this stuff that he wrote was starting to come into the TV show. So I'm intrigued to see, like, what if this new stuff, like those forces... And everything mm. that they, they, they're like prime for TV, aren't they? There's they like, really are. There's like four of them, you know, you can get a whole season of them, different people have them, sort of thing. Yeah, it, no it's doubt. just made for TV. So I imagine that will be a season coming up. That would be really cool. And in fact, speaking of the CW shows, I'd be sure to stick around uh, near the tail end of the show because Matt and I will give our thoughts on the CW shows as they are, as they had their kind of finales this week, kind of sort more like they ran out of footage and had to call it a finale, even though they clearly weren't. <laughs> Which, man, that, uh, that's got to be rough for them. But, uh, but yeah, so Williamson wrapping up his run. Maybe I'll actually finish it now. <laughs> <laughs> perfect time and again uh -huh. it's 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 an amazing issue uh series of issues that is so damn good yeah that's uh that's what you were telling me again you've said nothing but good things about it and i definitely want to check in on it now another series that's going to be coming to an end from dc and this one people may be asking like why and some people might be uh raising some eyebrows but i think we have some good reasons as to why and that is harley quinn her solo series that has been going for a very long time is going to be wrapping up as of issue 75. Yeah, I, I definitely said when I saw this, I'm like, what? They're wrapping up Harley Quinn? They're like moneymaker? Though I do believe this is her second run. I do believe. I think they restarted from number one after the mm -hmm. Palmiati Connor years. I could mm -hmm. be wrong. No, but I, think I do they believe. Did. I'm pretty sure they did. Okay, so this is technically her second solo series that is coming to a run, uh, coming to an end. Although it's pretty much been going nonstop since, like you know, New Fifty Two and DCU yeah. and everything. Uh, but yeah, this one's coming to a close, and I'm sure everyone's wondering, but like, why? Why would you be ending this book now? Her show is doing good. She's probably never been more popular than she has been right now. And the answer is, as it always is in situations like this, well, we could keep going. And it could hit 100 issues, or we could end it, uh, get rid of this creative team and bring back a new creative team with issue one to hopefully try and get more people in and to hopefully uh, sell some more variant covers. And uh, you don't have to take my word for it. Jimmy Palmiotti, who doesn't currently work for DC, went to the internet and basically said that apropos of nothing. What is he talking about? I don't know. He's talking about this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really sad that they're doing that at DC. They've done that for, like, heaps of fucking books, like... Just mm -hmm. restart it to get a, to get that number one that we can put, you know, 40 variants on it. And because it's Harley Quinn, it will have 40 variants. Oh, yeah. And the fact that he said that so bitterly made me think, I'm like, did did they do that to you with the second run? Are they like, hey, Jimmy, Amanda, you guys are doing great. Uh, you've really helped Harley Quinn become the fourth pillar of DC. Also, you're off the book and we're starting with number one, Get Out. <laughs> yeah, Get Out. Just go back and write your Wonder Woman digital first comics. <laughs> Yeah, which that's like the last thing they've done for DC in a while. They haven't been back on any new projects, which is no. surprising. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. I mean, hell, knowing DC and how they work sometimes, I would not be shocked at all if they're like, okay, reboot the Harley Quinn book, either bring it into continuity or keep it out of continuity because that's kind of what they've been doing and it's worked well for them. But they're like, okay, make it like the TV show now because the TV show is so popular. Honestly, I want them to go a completely different way and just make her a villain again just just mm. do something different with her 
But Matt, we can't sell a villain, and that's what we have Punchline for. <laughs> oh, yes, Punchline. She hasn't even debuted yet, and I'm already tired no. of that character. I know, that's the weirdest thing. It's like, this character technically hasn't even really shown up yet in anything uh, because of the quarantine and books going up, but they keep talking about her, and she keeps showing up in art and everything, and yeah, it's like, how can I be pre-sick of a character? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, again, I, I would not be shocked if they try and pivot and make the Harley Quinn book the new number one more like the show, which I, mm -hmm. I'm fine with that if they do. Again, I, I like the show. Here's hoping it's as funny and as, you know, character-driven. Yeah, yeah, so sure. I, I still think they should do something different with the character, change mm. up something, you know, so it's not... so Because it feels like the last the last two series, like, they were basically the same series, more she, or less. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, Harley Quinn has a lot of the same problem as Deadpool, and that is like, okay, I've had just enough now. You you were fun, that was good, but I, you're right, it's, you know, a, a joke gets boring after a while and loses its well, impact even, when you hear it over with, and over again. Even with Deadpool, they kind of changed things up post-Secret uh, Empire when, when he mm. had that fantastic run where, oh, yeah. he, where he realized that he, he like, killed uh, Coulson and everything and was going on, like, this big quest to, like, sort of redeem himself. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely stuff you could do with Harley. You could definitely take her in that uh, direction. Then again, the Harley book has always been so strange, too, because it's not really in continuity. Mm. So they can, A, get away with more, and B, do more funny stuff. Like when Harley Quinn just straight up made fun of Year of the Villain and what a stupid idea it was. Yeah, yeah. Like, that stuff's pretty great. And I wonder, you know, would they want to keep doing stuff like that? Or they want to be like, okay, this is a Harley book that's actually in continuity now. Yeah, just give it to Mark Russell. He'll do something really fun with it. You know what? Actually, yeah, that would totally make me want to read because he is genuinely one of the funniest guys writing comics right now. And I'm, and I would I'm actually... fairly certain he did that Year of the Villain uh, parody as well. <laughs> did he actually? Okay, I'm see if he... he did, yeah. <laughs> See, if he started writing that book, I would be super, super into that one. Actually, Mark Russell wrote a Batman story for those digital books. Like, <laughs> that last awesome. one. Yeah, that last one wasn't Michael Gray. That last one was actually him. And it was, yeah, it was really funny and also very pointedly topical. And I'm like, yep, this is totally the dude who wrote Billionaire Island because it's the <laughs> same basic idea. Yep. Uh, and the third book that got the axe, although this one got the axe differently than how all the other books got the axe... Uh, this week over at DC is the Terrifics, which will be cancelled and its final three issues will be shoved on to digital. Yeah, and I put Supergirl there because that's happening. That The final issue of Supergirl is going digital. The final issue in this whole series and I'm, I, I don't collect these issues physically, but that really really pissed me off. This is, this is how little... You're never going to have a complete set. <laughs> yeah, for Super... Like, for Terrifics, that makes sense. Terrifics, it's kind of a miracle that it even, you know, slumped along as long as it did after they killed all those other Dark Universe books. But Supergirl, it's like, come on. Again, like you said, for even just for collector's sake, put out the last goddamn issue in physical. And that for DC to be like, no, we care so little about Supergirl, she doesn't even get a final physical issue. Yeah, that that's really sad. And but in saying that, I'm surprised it actually lasted this long. I know her books don't particularly really do very no. well. It probably did as well as it did because of the TV show. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it I'm surprised it lasted as long as it did. Yeah, that Supergirl book is super fucking cursed. That's one of those books where I would yeah. really hate to have to write it because they have done 
everything with her. They made her a Red Lantern. They, you know, brought her father back. They made it like the TV show and, you know, brought in the DEO and uh, Mr. Skullface and everything. And none of it, just none of it ever ticked. Uh, They made her a cosmic character and had her fight Rogelzar and try and unravel that mystery. And again, just none of it took. No one cared. They got I've always had this pitch for Supergirl and they need they need to because they they've tied her in um in recent years to Hawkman's history because she learned from a previous Hawkman uh, about archaeology and everything that was a, her teacher on Krypton you, you do that with her you make her like space Indiana Jones and she goes oh. off and like like looks looks up like ancient civilizations you know Kryptonian outposts all over the place maybe teams with Hawkman to go and do all this sort of shit so what if Dr. Afra was uh, bulletproof? Basically, yeah. I mean, works for her. Why can't it work for Supergirl? <laughs> but yeah, the the Trifics, I have nothing really to say about the Trifics. I mean, clearly it found an audience, even though it was so clearly what it was always meant to be. And that is like, hey, let's just do Fantastic Four in the DC Universe and see if anyone notices. Yeah, and they did it at a time where the Fantastic Four weren't around. And then after, like, I think five issues, uh, they're like, ah, oh, Fantastic Four are back. What do we do? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Again, it outlasted all those other Dark Universe books because it was the only book that didn't need the Dark Universe to get started. It could have just been a book anyway on its own because these are characters people like anyway. That's the thing. I think the book sold as well as it did because of Mr. Terrific because people would mm-hmm. known him from Arrow and be like, hey, that guy has a book. I'm going to read it. And, you it's know, like, Plastic Man. Oh, yeah, but come on. How many fans does Plastic Man have in like the general yeah. audience comic book community? <laughs> Hey, hey, he got a mini at some point, which the which the problem with the mini is that it didn't line up with this or anything else, but yes. <laughs> but yeah, so there you go. There's some more books getting the axe. Now, while Harley and, uh, what is it, Flash will certainly be coming back with number ones, and Supergirl will probably be coming back with a new number one at some point, don't be shocked if you don't see the Terrifics again for a while. Yeah, or if you do, they'll be, like, in the background of another book like a guest appearance or something yeah really where again they'll be playing the same part of like oh look what if the fantastic four existed in the dc universe (laughs) yeah the chat saying people like elongated man more now anyway they do even though the elongated man on tv acts like plastic man from the comics and i've made that joke before that they took the name but not the personality (laughs) he even looks like plastic man He even looks like Elo Brian. I wonder if that was again at some point in the writing phase. They're like, nah, just change the names. Yeah, just change just so we can have Sue Dibney be Black Widow. Which I'm fine with that too. <laughs> but yeah, man, she she so is. We'll talk about that later, but she one hundred percent is. Uh, all right, what else we got coming down here? Ooh, so more Star Wars news. We have just been inundated with Star Wars news, Matt. We just can't get away from it. And apparently uh, the internet was abuzz earlier this week because uh, there may very well be an Ahsoka Tano show in development at Disney+. Plus. They didn't say whether or not this would be live action or animated. I can only assume it's going to be live action because why else would you make a big deal about her being in The Mandalorian if you weren't going to spin it off into something? I could see it being live action, but also I feel like this would be the follow-up to Rebels, which would make mm. sense for it to be animated because it would right. carry over those characters of Ezra and Sabine and all of that. That would be cool where it's like, hey, it's the Clone Wars follow-up. It's the, you know, Rebels follow-up. We just call it the Ahsoka Tana show. Yeah, that 
I would be totally cool with that if they did. And you're probably wondering, you know, where are you getting this information from? Well, Matt, I got it from one of our favorite sources, and that is some dude's Patreon, apparently, that everyone just ran with because oh, it was a slow news week. One of those scoopers Patreon, like, when, mm-hmm. when all of this started, they began to, like, complain because people weren't paying them because people, you know, yep. it's a pandemic. And yep. those people don't actually have any other translatable skills. <laughs> Yeah, but my scoops, though. My scoops. I got two scoops. Two scoops of raisins. Where do I put it, Matt? Yeah, I always question, like, how do they have scoops when, like, literally all of Hollywood is shut down now? <laughs> how how indeed? Well, you know, my sister's brother's uh, mistress told me. <laughs> but wait, wouldn't your sister's brother be your brother, too? Shut up. <laughs> Matt, we just gotta start making shit up and hiding it behind our Patreon. What's the craziest thing you can think of that we can put behind Patreon? Oof. I can think of some pretty crazy stuff, but I'm not going to tell anyone until you pay $1 a month. <laughs> See, you you figured it out. That's that's how the game is played. <laughs> uh, did you hear uh, Mel Gibson is uh, going to be uh, the Joker in the new The Batman? Yeah, <laughs> that's going to happen. Batman that get, that's getting touted as darker than any other Batman? Because that's, darker. that's, that's the, the, the thing now to say about your movie. I love, I love that that's the go-to. You know, he's darker and he's unsanitized. I'm like, mm, probably not a good thing right now, though, in this era of viruses. <laughs> Batman should probably sanitize a little. Yeah, wash your ass, Batman. <laughs> that's just Batman just yelling on the street corner, I will not wash my hands. I will not wear a mask. Well, I'll wear this mask, but not the one that covers my mouth. <laughs> I will ride around town in my paramilitary vehicle. You can't tell me what to do. And he's just doing donuts. <laughs> It's, it's him in the graveyard just doing donuts in his bat bike on his parents' grave. You're dead. You can't tell me what to do. I live my way. That's what they meant by it being so dark and everything. Bruce is the one who kills his parents. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, how can you make Batman's story any darker? It's already pretty dark. Yeah, unless you put stupid shit in there like that. Like, he killed his own parents. Yeah, he begins listening to Elon Musk. <laughs> I don't know. I think this guy makes some good points. Hey, let me look at his family history. Whoa, his family history is even darker and more fucked up than mine. <laughs> oh no, Batman chose a wrong role model. <laughs> is Batman Duffman now? Yeah, I was gonna say the longer I do uh, Batman, he just becomes Duffman. Oh no, Scarecrow's poisoned the reservoir again. What am I gonna do, Robin? We're gonna jam these duffs and then we're gonna go fight crime. Uh, Batman also drinks and drives in this new universe too. That's yeah, also how he's, he's darker. Cool. More. What, what are some? Ooh, Batman is so dark and so unsanitized in this new universe. He doesn't return his shopping carts after he shops. <laughs> he just leaves it in the parking lot. He just leaves it like an asshole. Did you? Did you? I'm sure you saw that post that was making the rounds there. Where it's like whether or not you take your shopping cart back is the ultimate, like you know, humanity exam because you, you can't get in trouble for it. It's not technically wrong, but if you don't do it, you're an asshole. <laughs> And it's true. I've always felt that way. I've been with people who are like, "Well, just dump your cart there, Joel. We gotta go." And I'm like, "No, you gotta, you gotta take the cart back. It's, it's what it's expected of us. You, you gotta do it. It's a social contract." <laughs> I like that. Lots around here in my area, they they have the ones where you've got to put like the coin in, mm-hmm. and so it's like, so it's like an incentive to get to take it back. It's like, do you want your money back? <laughs> Yeah, uh, they do that here in Canada, which I only discovered after uh, reading that article that apparently the coin system is a lot less used in the States. Okay. That that's like much rarer. And I'm like, wow, that's weird. 
Because, yeah, they uh, they always do that here, the coin system. I don't use the coin because I rarely ever have a dollar coin to put in there. Yeah, we get, like, you can buy, like, little, like, little disc things from, like, mm. the supermarkets that you can put into them. Oh, that's clever. Get a, get a little uh, slug in there. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I worked retail, so I want to make workers' lives a little hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't don't make it harder if you don't have to. Exactly. It's it's just trying to help. But especially now, when you know friggin' people who work in shops and everything have it hard enough as it is. Don't don't be the cart guy. No, don't be. I mean, if anything, be bubbles and take those carts and fix the <laughs> wheels and then sell them back. <laughs> <laughs> con more that's, money out of them <laughs> that's what you gotta do that's that's the only way <laughs> <laughs> saying other ways you can make batman unsanitized batman kidnaps dick grayson at age 12 because he's hardcore he just he just sees dick grayson skateboarding it's like i want that child and he just pulls him <laughs> into the batmobile <laughs> did uh did you see that uh article two people were losing their mind because you know i guess pattinson made some off-the-cuff comment to being like oh yeah i'm not gonna work out to be Batman. I mean, naturally he is, and yeah, he does, but still. It was, an, it was still. an obvious joke, yeah. What's his name? What's that, that fucking guy's name? Uh, runs that pop culture fucking thing. John Campier. He had a fucking meltdown. Oh, yeah, it. yeah. It was so lots, fucking hilarious. Lots of people did. It was funny, too, to, you know, see all the guys in, like, the bodybuilding community, too. Like, big, muscly dudes crying their eyes out. And he said he wasn't going to work out, and he wasn't going to get sick gains, bro. Batman needs sick gains, bro. That's oh, the, no. Where, where did this idea that Batman has to be this lumbering tank come from? He's a ninja. He, he literally is trained as a ninja. Yeah, he should be spelt. He should be, you know, yeah, able to stealth. And you can't stealth when you're a giant meat mountain. Yeah, it. God damn it. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like they freaking want Braun Strowman to be Batman, just a big <laughs> shouty man. Just him trying to stealth around. <laughs> <laughs> Braun, I mean Batman, Braun. Just, just fridge hiding in the darkness, trying to like take out thugs. <laughs> Yeah, really. Hey, hey, do you guys hear something? Nah, just keep loading the coke into the into the trunk. Nah, I don't hear nothing. <laughs> Batman smash. There you go. As Man of Salt says, Brock Lesnar, Batman. He's all naked. There you go. <laughs> Suplex City, bitch. Just all <laughs> the criminals get suplexed over and over. God, Batman's really sweaty in this movie, isn't he? <laughs> How can you oh, tell? Well, He's sweating through the suit. <laughs> through the costume. Oh, man. Man, freaking Paul Heyman would need to be Robin. My name is Robin, the boy wonder, and my client, Batman, the Dark Knight, will take on all comers tonight in Gotham. <laughs> amazing amazing that's what i want just just a shouty man shouting things uh yeah so the ahsoka show that should be interesting <laughs> that's yeah. how we started this conversation uh yeah i mean there's definitely places to go with the character people are interested and if it does end up being a live action show it would make a lot of sense that you show up for an episode of the mandalorian and then they spin her off into something mm-hmm. yeah i guarantee you that's what her uh, appearance in Mandalorian will be it'll be like hey you like this character yeah you remember this character well got some news for you yeah fo- follow her into a new series which I wonder will that be you know uh dealing with the dark saber and all the other clone war stuff that's been left around that way you know the Mandalorian can be free to kind of do its own shit with the child and everything 
Well, I well, I feel like her show will be her. Well, it has to be like the end of Rebels because that was around the same time as Mandalorian, mm, with yes. her and Sabine heading off into the unknown region. So it has to be them going off on an adventure, probably maybe dealing with the 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 dark saber. Maybe she finds out about it in the Mandalorian. Potentially. Also, too. Uh, no, I guess he couldn't at that point. But I was gonna say shit. You know, could. Uh... No, that's right, because he, he's dead by that point. I was going to say, could Maul make a cameo in any of these? But no, I think he's dead by that point. I mean, you could you could make a cameo in him as, like, he's not not, not a ghost, but, like, a uh, like a, a memory of Ahsoka, mm. like a nightmare sort of thing. You could right. do something like that. Have a flashback or just say, hey, who got his sick-as-hell red double-sided yeah. lightsaber? No Sith Lord ghosts, because that actually isn't a thing canon wise it's true Sith yeah that, Lords can't turn into force coasts the, the one thing that's actually stayed consistent across all these different continuities which is hard to believe right that's the one thing that stays and i'm glad it has <laughs> yeah yeah I, I like that idea too where it's like no you must be one with the light side of the force you must be good to achieve you know this kind of uh this kind of sort of immortality and that it's not for bad people it makes it makes sense man that's the whole thing that palpatine was after and it's all he had to do is follow the light side. Huh, wow, you know, I never thought of that. You're right, he was chasing immortality and eternal youth the whole time, but if he just learned that one thing, huh, yeah. wow. But, you know, but I got to shoot lightning out of my fingers, <laughs> yeah, though. Ba- base lightning. <laughs> Fair trade, motherfucker, can you shoot lightning? Didn't think so. <laughs> I, I keep waiting, and again, you know, you'll you'll all owe me a Coke if this turns out to be true. In that High Republic series that they got coming out, they keep talking about this idea of, like, different Jedi houses and everything. And I'm like, oh, that sounds very like, uh, very like Game of Thrones. But then I thought about it a little harder, and then I'm like, oh, is this going to be like different schools of Kung Fu? So, like, different Force houses have different abilities. So are we going to see, like, who's who's the house that invented the mind trick? And who's the house that invented the Force lightning and everything? And is that how they're going to explain why some Jedi can do some tricks and some can't? Yeah, it'll pro- and it'll probably also incorporate, like, stuff that we've seen in, like, games. We're like, oh, this, yeah. this, this house is, like, the Jedi Guardian. And this house is, like, the Sentinel or the Sage and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't hate that idea at all in fact i think it makes a lot of sense and always kind of existed in my head canon anyway where it's like well clearly there's people who learn stuff that other people can't that's why it was so rare uh for what is it for uh uh, yoda and all of them to learn the force ghost technique in the first place and that they made a big deal about it it'd also be really cool as well to see um uh like that also develop into because like there's also schools and like houses of like lightsaber forms Mm. and like each lightsaber form is different from the other because they tap into the force different ways and stuff like that what uh what's the one that obi-wan is a master of it's the defensive countering one yeah that one that's a good yeah i like mace windows i can't remember what it's called but it allows him to see like the shatter points of things and like the weaknesses and things He's basically Karnak. Yeah. His is also the school of delicious grape flavor. <laughs> Only in this school must you come to to get the delicious grape flavors. <laughs> Everywhere else is blue raspberry and green mint. <laughs> but only the dark side are the masters of cherry flavor. <laughs> only on the dark side do you get cherry. <laughs> <laughs> 
which I love me some cherry, which I'm not going to lie. If that was my options, I'm like, sorry, they, guys, fucking they, cherry. That's the thing. They say it's cherry, but you get it, and it's like some like shitty like like forks cherry or strawberry flavor. Oh, that's like oh, I, I, oh, I hate that, too, like when candies lie to you like yeah. that, where it's like, ooh, this is green. You know, I bet this is going to be like a delicious lime. Oh, it's apple. What? <laughs> That's not true. Ooh, a white one. I wonder what this is. Ah, coconut. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, coconut, the worst. Yeah. What flavor is Dark Saber? Oh, well, Dark Saber is clearly black licorice. Yes. The most foul of all flavors. <laughs> Truly, you must be an evil person. <laughs> only it's only that, the heart. It's that licorice that's, um, that's like, salted. Oh, salted black licorice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you must be the hardest of hardcores <laughs> to put that one out. Clearly, when uh, when Pre Vizsla forged that in the fires, it was you know as a as a testament, as a middle finger against <laughs> God itself. <laughs> Fuck you! Oh, the Red Saber is Dayquil flavored. Oh no, that's the oh no, that's the ultimate pulling the rug out from under you. It tastes like cough syrup. Oh, that's that's too evil, Zeke. Uh, and you and don't take don't have too much of it you'll get addicted yeah coding papa loves coding give me the coding <laughs> man if i went there and that was the flavor that's the ultimate and like i don't want to play anymore <laughs> it's dayquil <laughs> i'm so done this dayquil has ruined everything <laughs> Uh, speaking of things that were ruined with things that might come back anyway uh, Swamp Thing is apparently going to be airing on the CW soon yeah remember that show that they pumped a bunch of time and money in and then filled out the wrong paperwork so they wouldn't get a tax return for doing it so they said fuck it we're cancelling the whole thing yeah 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 and with this news I think a lot of people don't don't realize that they're just sharing the first season like they're they're Mm -hmm. airing the first they're not like making a new season or anything no they're just doing the first season um which i don't think a lot of people know so yeah it's and just, i mean just I, re, re, re-airing stuff that we've already which, seen <laughs> which again i didn't watch anything after episode one because after episode one they said it was canceled so i'm like well why should i continue to watch this then will they be able to air this on regular old television or are they going to need to edit it and make some changes are there like I, some brutal murders and swearing uh there is but i was also going to say um they've done the same thing with star girl out of the first two episodes uh at least 10 minutes have been cut for the cw when it airs the next day just because of how tv network tv is different than putting it onto streaming services ad breaks and Mm. you know cutoffs and stuff so i i can definitely see this show getting heavily censored yeah so so basically what you're saying is is if you want to watch the real version of any of these shows you're not going to be seeing it on the cw no or at least not for now no yeah which to me then i'm like why why would you even bother but then they're like oh we're fucking starved for content can't you tell because we can't go out and film anything new (laughs) no yeah we have to take what we can get, even if we have to edit it down. So guess what, Swampy, you're in. Yeah, and um, yes, yeah, so Swamp Thing w- was really damn good. But yeah, as you said, like I, I watched the whole season, but I was like, why am I doing this? We're, I, we know we're not going to get a second season, and it, it's even worse because they ended on a cliffhanger. Mm, yeah, ugh. I mean, I, I guess the ultimate hope and the ultimate kind of like navel gazing dream 
is that if it does particularly well and, you know, shores up new interest, maybe CW will want to bring it back in some capacity. But granted, if they did, they'd be bringing it back on a CW budget, which means damn near non-existent budget. So it would even be the same show. Probably not. Yeah. Well, you'd hope as well that, like, they'd at least have, like, the Swamp Thing costumes and stuff and the Floronic Man costumes. So no I mean, we burned them yeah we bur- we had to sell them for money um <laughs> <laughs> we, we burned them to warm our hands after we filed the wrong tax paperwork it was the only way yeah but but yeah no it it would be cool to see them come back and it, i think a lot of people as well who didn't see this show and and saw his brief glimpse in crisis and infinite yeah. Earths will, will be like hey i know this that character. guy yeah at the very at the very least and this is what we can hope for maybe maybe again if they saved the costume maybe swamp thing can show up in other shit like constantine showed up mm-hmm. and shit yeah like i'd be totally fine with that to see this swamp thing just show up in other shows for a cameo I, it's like get get derek mears in here get him dressed I, up i would love for him to be in legends just like come in and just because he's all serious and like kind of depressed mm. because he's swamp thing just be like a complete like opposite to everyone else on the team he'd be a really funny foil yeah there's no doubt about that yeah he'd probably really hate mick he's like get the fuck away with me get away from me with that fire (laughs) fire bad fire very bad then you know they'd probably make a pot joke be like hey man let's smoke it up with swamp thing yeah yeah he'll he'll be able to make them all like pot or something or no they'll do that whole story that uh that alan moore did with superman where he eats yes the the, the super peyote (laughs) yes and then they all get high as fuck with swamp thing and they never leave the ship (laughs) and it's all very funny and swamp thing is like oh sorry i'm sick you know when i get a cold i excrete you know like psychedelic uh, lsd shit (laughs) sorry about that (laughs) yeah you you guys were all high as fuck for 40 minutes and it was great (laughs) I mean, for the audience, not for me, but it was pretty great. Yeah, hey, if they could do a whole episode about a frat house and make it fun. <laughs> yeah. If they could do a whole episode about Son of Sam's dog and they never leave the <laughs> ship. <laughs> That's pretty good. Man, Legends of Tomorrow just endlessly surprises me with shit they do. And in fact, actually, let's uh, let, let's move that conversation over there because Flash and Legends of Tomorrow kind of finished this week. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Legends of Tomorrow for their finale not finale they did a wonderful tribute to the frat movie and to the college movie that it was just a laugh riot for like uh again its entire runtime yeah and it, it was made even better by the fact that uh we we had nate just be like your quintessential frat mm-hmm. bro the whole oh, episode oh yes which again it's like dude you're a doctor you're a you're a freaking doctor of history nah bro shotgun nate <laughs> on both i include multitudes also good use of a villain too because obviously they're doing all the stuff with uh the fates and the loom and everything to have dionysus be the villain not villain like he wasn't bad he just you know wanted to keep doing what he was doing he was more selfish than evil yeah it was it was really refreshing after having like a couple episodes there where we actually had like an evil villain to actually have someone who's like nah bro i just you know i want to shotgun a beer and do keg stands (laughs) I want to party forever. I am the Greek god of revelry, and here in college, I never have to grow up and move on because <laughs> kids will always be partying from now to forever. 
them uh them actually doing some pretty interesting shit with Astra too like she's a very begrudging member of the team basically like Constantine was when mm-hmm. he started like oh I'm too dark and serious for you people yeah and she she st- this episode was really when she started to sort of come around to the team and realize that oh their way of working actually works I, I like, too, that it's Charlie who's the one who brings her in, too, because it's like, yeah, Charlie was a punk when all of this started, and she didn't really get along with them mm-hmm. and their rules, so it's fun to see her be the one who uh, is kind of her uh, doorway into the Legends way of doing things. And also, too, hey, way to, way to fucking pass the Bechdel test all over the goddamn place with these characters, where it's like, you know, I was raised in hell, and, you know, yeah, when I was, you know, one of these sisters of fate and everything, I'm like, damn, this is good. They're having, like, a real intense conversation and never once mentioning their relationships. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it, it's great. It's great to actually have characters talk. Yeah, not, yeah. To- not, not just talk in, like, like, just, like, PR speak. Yeah, and, and a trailer snip. It's like, wow, this is funny, surprisingly deep in terms of characters. I'm, I, I am about this. I am, I am digging on all of this. And uh, obviously, you know, it's leading into the bigger finale there of like, okay, uh, you know, will Astra betray them? You know, will they get all the loom pieces together now that they've gotten to be immortal for a day and where all that's going? Yeah, yeah. It's it, and I think Legends was the only show that actually finished up its season. Like it was shot all before Crisis uh, even started. So we're going to actually get an actual ending to that season. But as well as well as probably my favorite uh, plot throughout this whole season has been Mick and his daughter's uh, yeah. relationship. It's been so damn good. It really has, and just like shit. Did you ever think that he would be a character that they would give so much development to, and that you would actually come to like him so much, and to give him such like a realistic and relatable problem of you know this daughter that he never spent any time with, and him learning a real lesson in this too, where it's like, well, yeah, I used the time machine to try and make your life better. No, I didn't want that. I just wanted you to hang out with me for a while. Oh, I, I liked. I think it was the last episode where. He, he shows his daughter his his little he's like a, he's a fucking dragon he has like yes. this this like vault full of, full of treasure hoard and he and of course his daughter immediately wants to like invest it in bitcoin <laughs> yeah he's like what it's like you mean you don't put this in a bank no I can't trust banks they get robbed <laughs> And I'm just like, yeah, that tracks for this character. And it's like, also, you made all this money from stealing from history, and also, aren't you like an erotic novelist, too? Didn't you make a bunch of money off that, too, and you're just dumping it in a room? Yeah, I love it. It's great. He's, he's wonderful. That whole storyline is wonderful. I think that's great. Uh, uh, as the chat keeps telling us, yes, yes, we did hear about that Superman news. In fact, uh, Matt, do you want to take point on this? Because you actually know more about this than me. Yeah, no, so uh, Superman and Lois is going to be is going to be starting up in January, um, mm-hmm. which is really cool. It's a great way to start the year, the new year, a little bit of hope. Wow, yeah, we, we need it now. <laughs> it's it's in short supply, some might say. <laughs> um, we, got a, we got a description of, it It was a very, very, very detailed description of the first, and it was a, an official description of the first episode, I imagine, where it just talks about, how the how they they're moving back to Smallville to like focus on the family because they got the two nice. two two kids now Jonathan and Jordan, um, very who, much like the Tomasi run who are starting to maybe show up their powers maybe not mm. maybe one is maybe one isn't. Um, Sam Lane gets involved when a threat threatens Earth and Superman needs awesome. to he Superman is seemingly working with Sam Lane, mm. which is very interesting and very different from their actual comic. Uh, relationship well it was until sam lane died 
and yeah. then because near, near the end they sort of like patch things up. I I forgot that he was still dead. Thanks, Bendis. <laughs> hey, it's the most it's the most interesting thing he's done in a while. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, it all sounds really cool. And next next year as well, we're getting a across the crossover for next year is Superman and Batwoman. And ah. I have I have to assume that it's going to be about a search for Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I guess so because they know each other, and it's time for Superman to take an interest in this. Yeah, and as well, I think the the crossover was originally going to be Supergirl and Batwoman, but because uh, Supergirl's actress Melissa Benoit is pregnant, oh. they they've actually had to push the next season of Supergirl back to mid mid next year. Oh wow! No, they should do it anyway with her pregnant. And just have to keep concocting <laughs> reasons why she's always being filmed from the waist yeah, she, up. Oh, she ate too many fucking dumplings or something. <laughs> Or something like that. They got to keep explaining, you know, why new new Kryptonian, like new Kryptonite, like yeah, it's a new power you haven't seen before. (laughs) It's it's the power to only be shot from the neck down. She's always behind a desk or always wearing a blanket or something to hide the fact that she's pregnant. (laughs) I'd be all people are always just standing in front of her. (laughs) Oh hey, uh, thanks, uh, Sophia Bella, there for uh, following. Always appreciated. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, I'm very interested in this uh, show. This sounds like a hell of a pitch. It sounds like they've really thought about it. And also, too, you know what I like about it? It sounds very different than all the other CW shows. Absolutely, absolutely. And I have to imagine this is going to become one of their flagship shows. It's the Superman oh, TV yeah. show. How I think as well they're partnering, like, when it when it begins to air, they're partnering it with uh, Flash on mm. Tuesdays. It's going to be Flash and then this. Smart, smart. So yeah, there's hopefully we get a Flash crossover as well. Yeah, I would really like that too, especially because you know they kind of hit it off in the crossover. May, maybe Lois can come over into Flash and tell Iris like, no, this is how <laughs> you do investigative journalism. That's that's a good crossover. I mean, well, Iris has got to make it out of the mirror first, but you know. Yeah. Man, that Flash episode was a hell of a thing where characters just forgot really important things. It 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 really was an episode where it's like, look. We couldn't film the last couple of episodes because of this coronavirus. We just got to make it work. So this is it. <laughs> this is Man, it. Man, the, the bit where Barry's like, don't worry, Carver, I'll get you into, you know, witness protection so you'll help us. Oh, no, the commissioner of police was a mere double. I knew this. Why did I do this when I knew the fuck? Yeah, Boy. Well, as I said, when but just before the episode, I was like, really? It's the flash finale? Like, nothing actually really happened this season like i was like thinking back like what happened i'm like yeah mirrorverse and then oh yeah blood work was in it for like a minute the but first that was half it. like and then he had bl- <laughs> he had black hole and the dibneys and all those light assassins who actually i really liked when all the light assassins came back and fought everyone who wasn't berries i like the light assassins they were fun. They were good stuff. I, I do like uh, the, the editor was having a lot of fun cutting that fight scene, or for all I know, had to cut it that way because they didn't weren't able to film it the way they want. Where it's like, ooh, let's let's do some comic cuts that actually look like they're fighting in panel. And I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, that that was absolutely that that they had to get creative for once. <laughs> yeah, where it's like we could just film this fight scene the way we normally do, or we could get creative. Also, too, where it's like, why? Why did Grant Gustin disappear for a huge chunk of this fight? Because uh, he's the star and we have to keep him safe. <laughs> also, I think it was the last week's episode as well. 
um, where he where Flash fought um, Godspeed and how it was mostly like CGI. I'm like, ah, stuff that can be done from home. <laughs> it was yeah. good. I actually liked that fight. I thought it was pretty good. It's better than their usual, like, just stand there and punch each other. And hope for the best, yeah. Uh, Mirror Master or Mirror Mistress, uh, I gotta say, I, I quite enjoy her as a villain, and I wonder where they're gonna... Uh, she, she basically won in this final thing. She got what she wanted and then even took control of her company again, and I'm like, oh, shit, well, what's she gonna do next? Yeah, that that was, that was interesting, and I wouldn't, wouldn't mind if they'd ended the season like that, but... Like, just because we know that there's three other episodes, that's not how the season's going to end. No, no, of course not. Yeah, she's going to have a thing where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm also fucking crazy, and I'm going to pull, pull the whole world into the mirror realm because reasons. Yeah, not going to, like, settle down. She's got her company now and yeah. do stuff. It's going to, yeah, pull, turn everyone in Central City into a mirrorverse copy yeah. or something because up until now she's been pretty damn sensible i want yeah. out of the mirror i want revenge on my shitbag husband who's the head of a terrorist organization and i'm like yeah okay this is fair yeah i mean the only thing you're really doing wrong is you want to murder mm -hmm. uh which obviously flash has to stop you because of that but honestly you're probably the most sympathetic straightforward villain we've had in this show yeah yeah i would like for that to actually continue next season where she just she 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 won basically and the the heroes can't really do anything about her except keep an eye on her and throughout the season she like takes like over mm. other companies or something and tries to like expand right. her reach or something right also too i mean shit uh eve mccullough already doing way more than evan mccullough ever did in the comics is the second mirror master so yeah. i mean shit if <laughs> If there was ever a character where it's like, hey, they should make the jump, yo, Mirror Mistress is actually pretty cool. It is, yeah. My my only complaint is that her costume wasn't orange and green. Yeah, yeah, no, her costume felt very, it felt rushed. Like, they actually had, yeah. like, a costume getting made, but they couldn't make it in time. It, it looked too much like Thinkers, actually, is what yeah, it looked like. Yeah. That kind of, like, faux Matrix thing where it's like, no, 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 the design is good. Just make it very dark orange and green is all yeah. it has to be. And then it's, like, actually kind of perfect. Who knows? We might get that in the next season. Yeah, she's discovered there. Where it's like, ooh, I had all this free time on my hands. I decided I'm going to design this <laughs> costume. Yeah, I was locked away. So I had all this free time. I was in a, a lockdown of some type. Uh... <laughs> Uh, another moment too of characters dropping the ball that made me have to actually like pause the show and be like seriously where carver's like you know oh i need to get in witness protection to be safe from my mirror wife oh no uh i can't get in there uh tell you what i have a secret safe room i'll go there instead wait you had a safe room then why are you going into witness if you had a safe room no no it's it's totally fine it's totally cool uh, there's no reflective surfaces here but you have screens in front of you. If the power goes off in your screens, they become reflected, and that's exactly what happened. God damn, you're you're a genius, Carver. You're dumb as fuck. Yeah, how did how did you get this company? <laughs> yeah, you you can't do anything. You are so dumb. Yeah, for real. That, that was a writing thing where it's like, okay, we just gotta somehow give this character an end because I have a feeling that he was meant to go all the way until the end and be like um. probably the last one to, well, probably not even die. Mm. I, I, you know how they could have gotten out of that and they've done this trick in the comics too yo your eyes bro your eyes are reflective surfaces she jumps that, out of your fucking eyes I was thinking that through 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 the um episode I'm like okay she's coming through reflective surfaces he's got eyes like that I'm, but again it's like oh that's like that would be really gruesome as well as like time consuming CG wise yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard one to do 
Yeah, but yeah, that's that's a trick they can always pull. Didn't they do that in Deceased just recently? Didn't he hop through someone's eyes because your eyes are reflective he, um, surfaces? Oh, what did he do? He hopped through a mirror and like rips ripped someone in half. I can't remember who he ripped in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it, it wasn't a bad finale, but you could tell they wanted more. I I like that Sue Dibney is sticking around, and that they have also just like straight up decided that Sue Dibney, instead of being you know the sweet elderly murder she wrote character from the comics, now it's like okay, now she's just Black Widow. Yeah, she's a a world weary super spy person. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Whatever. <laughs> You know, I'm actually okay with that because as the CW shows have shown before, you can start them in one place, but give it some time and then they'll eventually become their characters from the comics anyway. So like literally if her and Ralph get together, uh, like, you know, slow down and become the murders she wrote uh, type characters from the books, that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, it's like, hey, you know, we used to be this, like, cool, you know, wheeling and dealing couple committing crimes, getting an espionage. Ooh, now, you know, we have dinner by eight and everything. We're picking out <laughs> curtains. We we just became the lamest married couple ever. I think that would actually be really fun and funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that they just become super lame. Where it's like, no, no, we had cool, you know, lives of hipness and intrigue. But, you know, now we're a lame married couple. Also... They, they wrote Killer Frost out of the show, yeah? So she's, like, not coming back. I know her and Cisco that we kept saying for a while that, you know, they were on their way out, that they weren't re-signing their contracts. Yeah, it it, it, it was very weird because she just kind of, like, disappeared. Like, the, her story, like, wrapped up really quickly. You could tell they didn't finish filming that. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because she's Killer Frost a bunch, then she's just not Killer Frost. And I'm like, oh, the makeup lady couldn't come in that day, huh? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's something missing here. A scene where where Killer Frost gives back control to Caitlyn or something. Yeah, that that got written right the fuck out. Also, the fact that Cisco never showed up the whole episode. It's like, where was Cisco? Uh, he was working on the artificial speed force, and so he just never came out no, for any of these things. Nope. No, you remember like, the episode before it? They 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 ended the ended the episode with the biggest cock tease ever, and that was like, oh, we've got to go to Atlantis to get this fucking thing and then and like why would you do you're not going to atlantis why would you tell us that why why okay i think i dozed off near the tail end of that but (laughs) but yeah is that how they've written him out now it's like okay now you're not part of the show but you can just come back whenever you want yeah he's he had to go to atlantis to get like something to help uh with the speed force thing and then like yeah he just like didn't appear Right, and that's why we've moved up Allegra and everything, and okay, now you're going to be a recurring character with superpowers, and maybe maybe we'll bring that other guy back who was also smart, and he'll be a recurring character. Yeah, it also feels as well, um, with Wells' story, with how, like, like Eobard was still somewhere in there, I feel like that this season was meant to end with them thinking they've finally gotten rid of Eobard, but he's actually been there the whole time, and he's been, yeah. been Wells again. I yeah. feel like that the was chat- where it was going. The, the chat saying too was uh, was the actress who plays uh, Killer Frost was she pregnant too because they were also filming her only from the neck down and she like had a blanket on her on a couch for like three episodes I, in a row. I thought she was she was pregnant like a while ago. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I I love the ending too where it's like don't worry everyone we've got reinforcements for this problem it's Joe Joe's back everyone I'm like he was gone for two episodes what can he bring to this <laughs> again that was another thing where it's like, if it was more episodes and he had his own little arc well away in 
uh isolation not yeah. isolation um then it probably Protective would have been custody. a bit more impactful but yeah <laughs> he just shows up like hey everyone i'm back well what does joe bring to this i have a gun <laughs> Well, how's that gun going to work against a lady who can travel through mirrors? I'll shoot at the mirrors. (laughs) Oh, no, you've just made more mirrors. Oh, shit. Truly, this is an amazing power. Who'd have thunk? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh. Now, I I, I agree. Joe is a great character, and I love Jesse L. Martin in general. But sometimes it is like, what can you bring to this, Jesse L. Martin, besides being cool? Well, he had a bad rap this season because didn't he have that... He had like a medical issue where he had an accident or something, and they had to write him out of a bunch of episodes. And now this whole pandemic thing kind of like mm. kiboshed his character's arc. And yeah, that's a yeah. shame. Yeah, that's a shame. Poor, poor Joe. Joe deserved better. What happened with what's her name? Uh, Cecile. She just kind of disappeared oh, yeah. as well, didn't she? Oh yeah. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, you don't even. Remember. You're like, oh yeah, that character. That character no, no, no. That has like an insane superpower that never gets used. No, no, I, I, I like Cecile. I know who Cecile is. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I guess she didn't do much, did she? Yeah, and she has an insane superpower and it never gets used. A, a, a power that really should have helped this season. Where I'm like, yeah. well, she's going she's gonna to be able to feel the mirror doubles, right? Nope. That's doesn't work I that thought way. where it was headed. Like, she's going to be the one, as well as like Barry. Like, throughout the whole show they keep telling us how barry and iris are meant to be with one another it's mm-hmm. it's fate it's 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 written in the stars and barry like didn't even realize that his wife had been changed into like a mirror monster oops it was like something's up she's cooking pancakes good i better investigate yeah. this but doesn't until it's too late <laughs> my my favorite my favorite favorite bit of the season and i bet they had to fight to put this in here because it's just like okay you know the, the he has his big fight with mirror iris which is actually a pretty cool fight and everything and then mirror iris is totally like you didn't get it you're a fucking dumbass and everything and we totally fucked too you fucked a mirror creature how's that make you feel <laughs> that's that's gonna be awkward when real iris comes back like oh you know i'm back oh you know you moved heaven and earth to try and find me and you know i tried to find you you didn't fuck that mirror double did you barry um <laughs> um cecile hearing his mind now nah, he totally did <laughs> was was she better than me <laughs> <laughs> i mean she was better at everything so you know by um by that uh, my trick yeah <laughs> that's the craziest part this is the best material candace Patton has ever had as evil mirror iris who's actually super competent which means like oh it was never actually her problem as an actress it's just the writers always rid her shit until right now yeah and it, i would say this it was because they got rid of that they it's because they got rid of all the um investigative journalist stuff they didn't know how to do that with her no they're like well how do we make it different from lois lane because exactly. we actually have Lois Lane now getting a show, so like, how do we make it different? We can't. Yeah. Oh, oh, we'll just make her a mirror person. Which again, best material she's had yeah. this whole time. Yeah, it's almost like uh, c- can like just mirror Iris stick around, and can like other Iris just stay in the mirror? <laughs> like, like it has one of those moments where Barry's like, I don't know which one to shoot. He just shoots real Iris. Uh, don't tell anyone that I picked you, mirror Iris. You, 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 you are now upgraded to real just iris. Sprinkle some sprinkle some mirror on that one. Uh, there you go. I, I I did it. I saved the day, everyone. It was me. <laughs> I did good. <laughs> uh, the chat yelled that mirror pussy though. <laughs> 
apparently it's fire all the kids are saying and here's the thing it's not it's not even just Barry too because Singh and his husband which I love they're like oh I'll be sure to call Singh's husband oh yeah you mean the character that is often mentioned but never fucking seen yeah I think they've seen we've seen him once I think have we I think Man, in I, like an off, I feel uh, like just a, a throwaway scene I feel bad for that character who's not clued into any of the super shit, not clued into any of the Flash stuff, and that's just like, why did my husband disappear? Why has he been acting strange? Why is he, like, lighting warehouses on fire and shit? <laughs> and again, that like, poor... he, his arc, again, suffered from this whole, like, less of an episode, because I feel like they, they probably would have done something with the husband like they did with Barry and Iris. Oh. Yeah, that poor motherfucker who doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just that some poor dude just crying a horrible death <laughs> because he doesn't understand mere shit. Uh, but yeah, Flash could have been better, but it was all right. That that fight scene of everyone together, I actually quite enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, what else did we have to talk about, Matt? I know you said maybe we should talk about some of the comics we've been reading because we haven't done that in a little bit. We haven't, no. Uh, where Where would you like to start? um let's have a look well i we we're talking about flash i read the newest yeah. issue of flash as did i unlike all these other dc digital books gail simone actually started telling one continuous story oh i was actually talking about the actual flash book oh oh see i'm still reading the digital one because there's a <laughs> low barrier to entry but no please tell me about the official one um barry has to team up with the reverse flash and that's oh. <laughs> that's like much of the issue he, he goes back to the the day his mother died and he has to witness his mother being killed again so Yikes. he can so he can like talk with eobard about teaming up and eobard is more than happy to help because uh a it 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 means flash has to do something that he never wanted to do which is mm -hmm. team up with him as well as eobard getting kind of what he's always wanted which is to team up with the flash to save the multiverse because um, he is ultimately the number one flash fanboy yeah. and it also means because um he he might have to kill this this new villain paradox paradox who's mm. been traveling back through time killing flash at different points in time like in this Ooh. issue he goes back to the year of the villain and kills flash and captain cold during their big fight in that oh my yeah so that, that's pretty cool it's really cool he's actually using like um using godspeed as like to, as like a guinea pig to run on the the cosmic treadmill to like to like hmm. send him back through time to gather all this crisis energy that's cool i like that concept crisis energy yeah yeah that's the thing with flash he's whenever a flash is die, dies the crisis energy is released and he, he wants to take that crisis energy and once he gets enough of it he can remake the whole universe that's a very clever concept uh did you read the digital one i i haven't read the most recent issue that came out like yesterday the day before yeah yeah yeah, yeah. very uh, very recently uh again simone is telling one solid story so <laughs> this is barry going to the dark future that is ruled over by reverse flash yeah i like the the previous issue where he teams with a super fan the atom that was a lot of fun even better too because it's the ryan Choi version the mm -hmm. version that gail simone invented and loves so much clearly yeah, yeah. Uh, it's great here. We get to see uh, Speed Force City, the city that uh, Eobard Thawne rules over, and everyone dresses like the Flash in this weird future. <laughs> 
and the and their only reason that they're willing to follow Eobarthon and do what he tells them is that for ten minutes every day he gives a group of them uh, access to the Speed Force for like ten minutes. Oh wow! <laughs> so he's literally selling them speed so he can be the dictator of this place. He's got them all hooked on speed. He's handing out those little baggies. You, you gotta get a little, little taste is always free, but you want more and it's never enough. And Barry's like, this is horrifying. It's even worse because Barry's like, no, but really though, uh, yeah, I would be like this too if they ever took away my speed. I'm actually super addicted to my own superpower as well. <laughs> well, that's good that he's able to admit that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He meets, uh, he meets a Shift again, who we mm-hmm. actually find out Shift was, uh, before she became like a time-traveling assassin, was actually like uh, an apprentice of Yabard. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and she, like, grew, like, dejected with everything he was doing, and she says, you know, I spent a lot of time in the present, and, you know, I I loved the art more than anything, you know, here in the future, everything is, like, you know, government propaganda, and it, you know, all sucks so much like propaganda does, but, you know, your timeline, you know, it had, you know, movies and television and comics, and they actually spend, like, a whole page talking about, like, the magic of comics. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really good, and then, like, Simone zeroes in on this thing that I never really thought of before, and that is, like, Eobard Thawne is actually the archetypical shitty fan who claims to love the Flash, yet never learned any actual lessons from any (laughs) Flash story ever. That's so true. That is so true. Yeah, where he's like, I love Flash, and no one can take the Flash from me, and everyone has to do it my way, and I'm like, wow, yeah, I have never thought of that. Eobarthon is the ultimate bad fan. That's so cool. And to think these are just, like, digital ones that, like, yeah. DC just, like, dumped out in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. And again, too, you can read it, because it's not really connected to any continuity. No. It's just kind of its own thing. But, yeah, it's pretty solid, and it actually looks to be heading to an interesting finale, too, where uh, Zoom and Flash are going to be chasing each other around time. Nice, nice. Yeah, which I'm like, all right, works for me, good shit. But yeah, so that's that's two good Flash stories you can read right now. Yeah, and we we were talking, we talked about it earlier in the show, but we also had uh, those Batman ones, the Gotham Knights. Yeah, yeah, from uh, Mark Russell. All the other ones were written by uh, Michael Gray, but this last one, and I think it's the last one because they actually put the end at the end of it. Well, they've been doing that for a lot of the stories have they this this the end look different because like i thought in weeks before they're like oh and to be continued or come back next week for yeah no well they've been doing it. i think every issue of swamp thing yet every issue of swamp thing is connected oh interesting yeah but yeah this uh th- this one was written by mark russell and you will not be surprised to find out that it was a very topical polemic on the nature of predatory capitalism as told through the eyes of bruce wayne he's barely batman in this story and that and that's really why i like the issue i like when bruce gets some time to play mm-hmm. and um some time to shine and and be the hero and i i, I absolutely love that he was after uh his own people really <laughs> Yeah, he's just hanging out at the country club, not drinking, which I thought was really funny. And they're mm. like, hey, Bruce, we were all sitting around talking about how we made and maintained our billions. You know, I uh, I dump toxic waste. I run a human trafficking operation. <laughs> well, I call it a modeling agency, but I'm sure to take all their passports <laughs> when they come. Uh, what about you? Oh, I'm in the pharmaceutical game. I created a highly uh, addictive painkiller, which is enjoyed as a party drug now. Oh, it's such fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then Batman just beats the shit out of him. I love that Batman has this moment of like, it, you just admitted to like so many, cr- what, what do I do? I, I guess I got to come back as Batman and beat you up now. <laughs> and that Batman actually beats these guys up like he would any mugger. And I'm like, that's fun. That's really fun. Yeah, no no one is different in the, in the fists of Batman. <laughs> 
which which is really how it should be whether you're a purse snatcher or you know some hedge fund guy batman will kick your ass all the same and really this issue is like how you know rich people don't do the justice system like other people like they're given private cells and unlimited phone calls and they use those phone calls to call bruce wayne hey bruce wayne one percent buddy would you do me a favor you see i got my sex yacht out in international <laughs> waters can you go get my counterfeit papers and my million dollars worth of bribe cash right quick thanks buddy <laughs> one, one, one line that happened before that and i really wish other writers would would address this because it's such a really cool idea and it's it's the idea that when you get busted by a Batman, no matter who you are, your lawyer or anyone is not going to come anywhere near you because the Batman yeah. got involved in this. <laughs> and if right. the Batman and got involved in this, there's a good reason why you're in that cell. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because it's like Batman has saved the world. He has saved other planets. Mm-hmm. He saved the multiverse. If Batman beat you up, then yeah, you probably did something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's a very smart idea. And also kind of a terrifying idea, too, because it's like, well, but Batman's a human, though. He's fallible. What if he gets it wrong? And sometimes he does. <laughs> There's another story. <laughs> Again, yeah. Hey, Mark Russell, what do you got there? What do you, What happens to the ones that superheroes get wrong and actually don't do it right? And then the Joker enters the story. But what's funny about the Joker is that he's like not even like how the Joker is usually portrayed. He's the like, yo, I'm here for money. Pay me. Yeah, he's just like like gangster Joker, like just, yeah, just which, in it for the money. Just you can hire him on hire his his legal services. I mean, I, I guess you know if he keeps wanting to buy you know like funhouse layers and bombs that look like <laughs> chattering teeth and chemicals to make Joker talks, and I guess every so often he does have to do some money gigs. Yeah. <laughs> And this was one of them where it's like, ah, you know, these rich guys will need to be broken out of jail. Surely, surely I can get on top of this. And he does. And then they even flip it again where it's like, okay, so here's the thing, Bruce, that you didn't know, but the Joker actually did. These guys washed their money, their dirty, ill-gotten gains through Wayne Industries outlet. So how does that make you feel? I I really enjoy that he unknowingly helped Batman in that in that regards. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, whoa, whoa, wait, what? What did you say, Joker? Oh, yeah, I totally did my due diligence. I looked into it, and yeah, yeah, these guys were using uh, your company. I love the idea of Joker doing his due diligence. (laughs) I just love that he's on the computer looking him up on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, Mm, this doesn't quite add up. Mm, Yes, uh, Joker has the receipts. It's it's great, too, because it plays into this bigger theme that, you know, Bruce doesn't talk much in the issue, but you hear his internal monologue, and he says, you know, as rich people in America, you basically need to be two people at one time you need to be the face that you show the world Mm -hmm. the face that's like oh you know i'm i'm a job creator so you know that justifies all the bad things i do and he's like you know as you are these two people one side will always end up getting stronger and that's a real problem and batman he's waving his fingers at these rich guys this whole issue only at the end to be like fuck i'm two people at once i'm batman (laughs) and bruce wayne and i really dropped the ball shit (laughs) And that he clearly doesn't tell anyone to, like, Batman is so ashamed at the end of that story, he's just, like, putting that in here, not gonna tell Gordon. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, he, he he's, he's aware of it, and he knows it's wrong, but he won't admit it's wrong to yeah, anyone. Just, yeah, to see Batman actually be ashamed of something is quite interesting. It is, it's really damn cool. Yeah, like, that's an emotion you never get from your heroes, let alone Batman, who always exists in a world of, like, well, I'm right all the time, so to see him actually ashamed is funny. Yeah, it's great. 
Again, Mark Russell is really interesting in his writing because, again, he's he's a political satirist, he's a comedian, and he always has these weird and interesting takes on heroes. Yeah, he he did. Just speaking of Mark Russell, he also he's been doing the Swamp Thing book as well. And oh, really? Yeah, I read the issue. I read issue three, and it was actually really cool because it's it, it's Alec Holland. Like he he's kind of been hunting, been hunted by Sunderland, um, mm. who's been hunting him nonstop. So he's kind of like hiding out in the swamp and just be like oh i just stay here for the rest of my life and just die it'll be glorious <laughs> you know he's all mopey and everything but he meets this Naturally. family that live on the bayou and oh. um through and he gets invited into their house and be part of their <laughs> family and whatnot because uh, they they're, they're just like eh, this is a swamp thing he's just part of the swamp real real um, salt of the earth types and what, what's really cool is that the father um he has like a bad heart condition and he tells his kids that like when he but when he dies he doesn't want them to be sad or anything he wants them to remember the good times and laugh and his yeah. life to him is is a scare and a bit of a laugh as well mm-hmm. and he, he ends up he ends up dying and naturally this <laughs> is fucking like leave it to mark russell russell to 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 make this like funny but like when um, the kids go looking for Swamp Thing to help find their father, and they find him dead. They panic and they gun their their speedboat into his corpse, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he just like slumps against the tree. And they're like asking Swamp Thing if he's okay, and Swamp Thing's like, "Really, <laughs> really?" <laughs> um, and, and but that's like the whole point. That's the whole like, they're, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that of course he died like that. Of course he yeah. died. That's exactly how we want to go out." And kind of give Swamp Thing like a new perspective on life and be like oh yeah I should kind of like live live life as it is and there's a whole thing of like how everything is food for something else and in the Mm. end of it he he absorbs the man's corpse into his body to become part of him oh wow yeah Yeah. he's been doing some really great stuff with Swamp Thing yeah leave it leave it to Mark Russell to make like a whole thing about life and death funny yeah, and he's been running this whole like Sunderland food storyline in the background because again, it's like Mark Russell. He's like taking on capitalism and like mm-hmm. these big evil food companies and whatnot. It's, it's been great. It's great. Again, uh, we may we offhandedly mentioned it before, but yo, I hope he gets Harley Quinn. I think he could do some interesting oh, stuff yeah. with that character. Absolutely. And lots of people would probably read it too because like all these other books he's done, they've been good, but they've been like niche side books mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. To yeah. actually give him like one of the pillars and be like, okay, go nuts. Yeah. I think they would definitely benefit from it. Yeah. I uh, I also finished uh, Punisher Soviet just tonight. I wrote up my video. I didn't have time to record it. I'll probably record it tomorrow and everything. But yeah, that was a fun six issues. Garth Ennis, you know, going back to his roots. It's good. Yeah, it's good to see good to see Frank actually kind of have like a friend or a kindred spirit. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And you think like, oh, you know, this guy's the anti-Punisher. They're going to fight. Nah, actually, they help each other out. No, nah, and it, it was actually surprising that uh, the guy Valeri actually kind of dies near the end of the book, like before the, the, yeah. the, the book's even over. Yeah, so like Punisher has to take on his revenge quest uh, for him. Uh, the other thing I really liked, and you know, Ennis has actually done this a lot of times before, but like I think he does it mm, the most succinctly here, where he's like, yo, you know, the Russian invasion of Afghanistan from like 79 to 89 is very similar 
to, you know, the American uh, war in Vietnam and everything. And, like, these are two people, you know, who hated each other as enemies for so long, but really should have learned from each other because they basically made all the same mistakes. And that's why, you know, uh, Valerie or Valerie, however you want to call it, uh, really, uh, really likes Frank. And Frank likes him where it's like, oh, yeah, we, we lived very similar lives, huh? Yeah, they're they they're cut from the same cloth. They're they're mirror images of one another in, in just from different times. Uh huh. And uh, obviously, too, you know, they update it to modern wars in the Middle East, and it's like, hey, you know, he was fighting the Mujahideen, and I'm like, oh yes, those guys who are actually backed by the American government, who would end up becoming the Taliban. Oh yes, those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One thing I really enjoyed about the book as well was that he kind of um, did something new with because the whole story is about him fighting this mob boss and um they go in one issue they go after the mob boss's wife and yeah, she's yeah. not your 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 cliche like mob boss trophy wife she's actually no. really smart no she turns out to be the brains of the operation yeah. and in fact as as they go on longer and get more and more topical where it's like yeah you know this russian mobster well he was really more of an oligarch he was a pencil pusher he never really made it out in the field that much but you know he's trying to buy some legitimate power now to you know uh you know squirrel away for a rainy day oh how he's doing that oh he's getting involved in an american election i'm like oh of course he is isn't he well it's a senator now but you know the senator might run for president later you know now. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, that's fun, Ennis. I see what you're doing. You're not calling it out, but I totally see what you're doing. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't on the nose as many other things like that have been. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot. And again, too, being like, you know, hey, America and Russia are so closely tied, fighting such similar battles, but always refusing to learn from any of these things. Yep. <laughs> which, which, again, very, very Punisher. I mean, you know, he did that a lot in uh what is it in I, I think the story from max was up is down black is white mm-hmm. where uh where there was a russian villain in that one too who was a general and it's it's funny to see like ennis has almost like softened on the russian people <laughs> when he wrote this story because like he wrote them as pretty inhuman monsters <laughs> in max yeah everyone will get their due like that i think <laughs> that's true i mean that's ennis in a nutshell i mean that's what i think makes ennis a writer I always come back to and always appreciate more than a lot of his contemporaries like Millar and like Azarello, where it's like, you know, uh, you know, these guys never really grew up or changed, but Ennis, every time he writes a book, he's like, actually, I've grown a little softer in my old age. Yeah, yeah, he, he isn't, and he isn't doing it for, he isn't doing Edge for the sake of Edge, there's a reason no, yeah. for it. Like in that last issue where he, where, he, where Frank gets the guy to like skin that, that senator, there was a reason for that? It was a yeah, story so it, reason? It was thematically relevant, and then the final line is great to us. Like, no, I'm not even going to kill you. I just called the cops on you. Tell them the Punisher made you skin that man and see what they have to say. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you got him, Frank. Got him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to also that there's also that um that new Punisher book coming out, but it's been oh, delayed yeah, because of this. Um, Barracuda and, Punisher. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's coming out, and also Ennis is writing a story for uh, DC's Heavy Metal. Oh, is he? that's right. I heard, I bet it's going to be a war story. I bet it's going to be about <laughs> Sergeant Rock. Or or I bet he's going to bring back Hitman in some variety. Yeah, he, he's writing one. Um, Warren Ellis is writing one, which makes sense since he's doing some stuff at DC at the moment as well. Mm. As well as Chip Zdarsky. 
Ooh, nice. <laughs> uh, Zeke said something so perfect there in the chat. Ennis understands that edge is a seasoning, not a topping. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so many people. That is perfect and succinct. And yep, put that on a shirt. Too many people don't get that. Edge is meant to be used sparingly, not supposed to be the whole dish. No, yeah. <laughs> I like I like that a lot. But, uh, yeah, so uh, th that was a good video. I'm going to be doing that uh, soon on the channel. I'm actually kind of changing up how I do the story so far because normally I would be, like, down in the corner all MST3K style. I'm like, that's a lot of filming to do and a lot of cuts I have to keep having to make. Let me let me pick my moment to actually show up in the video. How about that? Yeah, I recently did that with... um. I, I'm going back and reviewing all the Hawkman issues I, re I missed, and I've, I've done the first two volumes, and... Yeah, it, it, I was going to do something similar to that where I kind of show up, but I was like, oh, that's, that's way too much editing already for a minute for a video that's like 18 minutes long already. Some of those stories so far as I've done had like 18 little like 30 second clips in there that I had to keep editing together. And I'm like, this is a nightmare. <laughs> this is the worst. I need a goddamn editor. You know, I need a friggin' intern I can push this shit on. <laughs> <laughs> Make it their problem, not mine. But, uh,. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the show for this week. You know, we had a lot of good topics, talked for a while there, and have almost done a full hour 30, which is the average length for this show anyway. Yeah, it's amazing we're still getting actual content in this in this uh, time period. It's because we're warriors, Matt. We're podcast warriors. We do it just because. We do it because we can, because we care. <laughs> getting in there, getting the show in there, getting all up in you. <laughs> All up in the audience. People need their entertainment, Matt. We're going to deliver it to them, goddammit. And then we're going to go to Washington. We're going to take back the White House. <laughs> <laughs> careful, careful with that meme, kids. That one's an antique. <laughs> that one's going to break any minute. But, uh, yes, thank you, everyone, for coming and showing up. We had about 30 people at one point. That was very nice. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Uh, as always, uh, you can catch us every Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on Matt's Twitch. That's Matt underscore FOS. You can find us there. I usually always try and tweet about it uh, as soon as I can. Uh, thank you, everyone who donated and followed and everything. Always much appreciated. It's always uh, nice that you guys uh, spend your weekend with us and s spend a lot of time with us now because <laughs> of the quarantine. <laughs> Uh, again, thanks to our patrons who help make this show possible. Uh, oh, in fact, actually, one of our top uh, patrons, Matt, uh, he got to cash in uh, his thing for what he wanted us to do a commentary on. Apparently, he wanted the first Ant-Man, so next time we do oh. a commentary, we're going to be doing that one. Lovely, lovely. That's a good film. It is. I was surprised we didn't do it. I had to look back, and I'm like, did we not do that we didn't do yeah, it? Yeah, come to All think right. of it, yeah, I'm surprised that that isn't one we have done. Yeah, well, we'll have to hop on that then, which, you know, will be good and easy because it's a fun one and I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. Definitely. Yeah, so again, thank you so much for listening to everyone. Uh, if you are a patron, you'll get to hear this episode first before anyone else, both in audio and video format. For everyone else, this one goes live Wednesday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so be sure to check that one out there. Uh, always good stuff, always appreciated, and we will be back again, everyone. Same Comic Multiverse uh, time, same Comic Multiverse channel, so bye-bye, everyone. Bye.